Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School, Chicago. I hope and pray that the following message blesses you with peace and hope in Christ, who died and rose for you, for free. It is yours. If you'd like to support God's mission of giving life, hope, peace, joy, and love in the city of Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org. Peace. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. In the name of Jesus, amen. Whose words possess authority in your life? Do you remember the first words ever spoken to you? Anybody remember that? Some people are surprised me. They're like, I remember something like when they were like a one-year-old. I remember maybe since I was 15. I don't remember anything before that. No, I don't know. But uh, do you remember the first words ever said to you? Or maybe as a parent, do you uh, know what the first thing was you said to your firstborn? Or the first words that they said? I wonder if uh, as a kid, probably the first words you you probably heard were no, I'm guessing. Don't. I'm gonna. I don't know. But uh, (laughs) as you become a toddler... But I bet the first words probably coming out in the hospital and dad goes over and looks at you or mom, maybe they say your name, maybe they say I love you, and maybe you didn't know what that meant, but you recognized that voice and you felt okay, you felt all right. Do you remember ever when, if you're fortunate, by the way, I know some people might not have had this, might not have had uh, a mom or dad or challenges in their family, but you had that first owie, and mom says it's going to be okay, and you believed her. I remember one time, tornado warnings in Michigan, and I'm thinking, you know, it's all over. I thought I had to worry about quicksand all the time, but apparently tornadoes were a challenge, you know? And so we go to the basement, and my parents just say, it's going to be all right. And I believed it, and I felt okay, and I was free to not worry. Remember those days when your parents' words were everything, they formed your reality And if they said it's all okay, it's going to be. If they said it's just a scratch, it is. If they said, I'm never going to die, you believed it. And I love you. And you felt secure with those words. Remember that. And as parents, you give that to your kids too. Words that create their whole world and give them confidence in their identity and your love for them and that nothing can move that. So secure, so stable, just by the words of your parents. As you get older, you learn that your parents are just people. And for about five years, from 13 to 18, they're maybe the dumbest people. And now their words are meaningless and you're the authority. And you know everything. Or have we already reached that? Are we already there right now? No, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, okay, good. 
<laughs> Not yet. And then you start realizing in your 20s, oh, my parents are people like me. They didn't know that that tornado was in no way going to hit our house. They didn't know that that scratch was just a scratch. They were just talking. And they're sinners like I am. And they don't know everything like I thought they did. And their authority is still there. I hope it is. I hope you have parents that their wisdom gained over years of failures and mistakes are a blessing to you. And their words mean something to you. But never quite what they did. And don't you wish you could go back that now as an adult in this crazy world with all the experts all over the place telling us how to solve all our problems. And God bless some people should do that and be authorities and experts. Nothing wrong with that at all. But as you get older and we live in a world now where it just seems who can I trust? Who has authority to say this is true or not true? Because there's this person and there's this person. I mean, we're living in that day and age right now. A fight over words and who has authority. Some of it kind of a fake fight. (laughs) Some of it real. Who really does know what's going on? You know, you recently you got to, words are so dangerous now. You've got to fight over whether someone can say something or not or debate something. And it's understandable because these are serious times. But this goes through every aspect of life. It seems like just words pummeling us from all sorts of experts about everything, about reality, what it means to be a human being, how are we going to end the pandemic, what's going on in Russia, right? All sorts of words and authorities competing for our attention, and it just seems more confusing than ever. Who can you trust? Who has authority? Whose words mean something to you? I don't know your thoughts on a lot of other authorities in a lot of different areas. But maybe there's one person whose words should mean the most to you and form your reality and give you security. (laughs) Jesus. And I'm not saying he's going to tell you how many times you should get boosted. or what the best economic policy is. The Bible doesn't talk about that. Don't use Jesus for those small little things, by the way. But his words do give us something even greater when it comes to who we are and what our future holds. And I encourage you to listen to him first in the morning before anything else. Today we see... Jesus enters in Capernaum, and the first thing he does, we were talking about downstairs in the Bible study, the first thing Jesus does after he's baptized, tempted in the wilderness, is he speaks. He teaches, and he uses words to change lives. Just words, not even miracles. And so he goes around teaching in the synagogue, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath, which was our Sunday in the Abrahamic world, the Moses world, you meet on Saturday, the Lord's Day, and people will read from the Torah and maybe from Isaiah, and then you'd have a couple rabbis come up and they would teach too. And here's Jesus teaching the Word made flesh. And as he's teaching, they were astonished. 
at his teaching because his words possess authority. I think we can relate to all the words out there. And finally, someone sounds like they know what they're talking about. And I can trust it. I bet you've been through this regarding the pandemic. I certainly have. Finally found someone who's not knee-jerk, constant conspiracy, you know, at the same time doesn't believe everything and has really been good. I've really enjoyed this one, one person here that's kind of navigated through this and just very, just, you know what I mean? Have you ever found something like that? Like, oh, they know, I trust them because they're not nuts. Jesus speaks in a cacophony of voices and they're like, this guy knows what he's talking about. And why not? He is the inventor of words. He's the creator, and through him all things were created, as Paul says. He should know what he's talking about. He knows how atoms work. He knows how the universe works. He knows how your heart pumps, and how many times it has pumped, and how many times it will pump. Yeah, he had authority, and they could just kind of sense it. But also, unlike the other guys, when you go to synagogue back then, you would have two or three sermons. Would you like that? We could do that. I'd preach and then Keating would be like, I got something to say too. And so people would comment, but they would kind of, they would reference other preachers. So they would comment on a verse like we're kind of talking now, but they would say, so-and-so, rabbi so-and-so, you know, said this and this. And they wouldn't speak with confidence their own interpretation, which is fine. But Jesus probably just said it as if he knew exactly what each passage meant like in his very fiber of his being. And so they could sense that authority. His words had authority because he sounded like someone who knew what he was talking about as if he's the one that wrote the Bible in the first place. But more than that, more than the sense that Jesus spoke truth in an abstract, foreign way, But Jesus' words were more than that. Look what they do. In the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice with words, Ha, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Yes. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus, with words, rebukes him, be silent, and come out of him. This demon and his destroying words. Maybe Jesus is okay with cancel culture with Satan (laughs) and shuts him down. Because his words destroy lives. And Satan is a liar. And Jesus' words cast the devil out. And the demon had thrown him down in the midst. He came out of him having done the guy no harm. And they were all amazed. And they said this, what is this word It's not just that it is true, like two plus two, but with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. I encourage you to begin each day listening to Jesus' words because they are true. Let Jesus' words, and that is the whole scripture, Genesis to to, uh, Revelation, are true, real, and describe, let alone create, reality, but they do something to you. They cast out demons. 
If you don't think you have demons or little liars around you or negativity telling you, God, did God really say that? Is it really going to be okay? Are you really forgiven for that sin? Are you really going to rise again? Is this pandemic ever going to end? Is this world just destined to get worse and worse and worse? There's no future. Do you hear those little devils in your ears? Jesus rebukes those today. Be quiet. And he replaces them with his words. What sort of words has Jesus given us that we can take to the bank more even than our mom or dad when we were just two and they were hugging us and saying, I love you. You are forgiven, Jesus says. You are. May that set you free and give you that security. You will rise again. He says, I will raise you up on the last day. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though he dies, shall live forever. You can count on those words. They're not only true, but he has done it. When you hear those words, even today and every morning when you're reading a psalm, they work on your heart. They cast out the liar and they bring you above all the sounds and voices. Now, they might not tell you, yes, you should get another booster. <laughs> they might not tell you masks are good or bad, but they transcend that. That's such a small little thing. They say, I forgive you, and you're going to rise again. They say, love one another, even your enemy. His words change lives. And even if you get sick, you know it's going to be okay. And even if you sin, you know you are forgiven. It's going to be all right. I, can't, I need to do this too before you look at Instagram, you read the news, Listen to Jesus' words tomorrow morning. They're true, and they will work on your heart, and they will cast out that devil, that liar. And you can count on them. And you know why you can count on them? Not just because he is the creator of words and he's the creator of all things, but unlike any other speaker out there, this speaker backs up what he says. This God who made you and speaks to you not only just says true things, but died for you. Do you doubt that he's for you? Do you doubt that he isn't all in for you? He put it all on the cross, took our place, no hesitation, and with words said, it is finished. And three days later, rose again. He's got your best interests in mind. He loves you and you can't doubt it anymore. And he will raise you up and he's proven he can do it. Join me in listening to Jesus' words every day, first and last. And stop listening to all these other <laughs> Speakers selling us and peddling us false hopes. In Jesus' name, amen.